Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Good that very much I, I would I would let I love you too thank you I I would let I would let this go on all night <laughs> except there is so much news really some weeks there's not a lot of there is so much almost too much news I mean my gosh what is happening racial unrest in this country another terror attack in France a coup that's going on in Turkey as we speak I didn't think I would make it through this week if I hadn't captured Pikachu I tell you it's oh. <laughs> what what the fuck is this? Pokemon Really? It's not just that I'm old. It's it's stupid. It's just plain stupid no matter how old you are. You know, right? I I read that it has been downloaded more times in a week than Tinder has been in all its four years of existence which means Americans would rather catch Pokemons than fuck. <laughs> How sick is that? <laughs> and, you know, it's dangerous. Senator Al Franken is saying it is collecting, by the app, too much personal information. It knows somebody's email address. It knows your Google account. It knows your location. It knows you have no life. <laughs> I... I think I know the appeal. People are just happy to be catching something with their cell phones that is not police brutality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rough couple of weeks. Yesterday, President Obama met with police for four hours at the White House to discuss racial bias. It did not go well. He left in cuffs. I'm telling you this... <laughs> uh, and, of course, the man who could make anything worse... Donald Trump. 
really makes every story worse. Uh, he, <laughs> he's whiny little bitch. Thank you. That's right. Hashtag whiny little bitch. Well, the, this is what the whiny little bitch said about this. He said uh, he could relate to black people in America <laughs> because because during the primaries he also faced a rigged system. Same thing. Also, his hair is a weave. That's, you know, that... So. And then... <laughs> and then he tweeted, Orange Lives Matter, which I thought was ridiculous and unnecessary, but hey... Let's... Shh, sir, there's a live show going on. Thank you so much. The white people are yelling at the screen. Uh, <laughs> but this is his week. His convention is coming up today. He unveiled his vice presidential nominee. You're gonna love this guy. <laughs> Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Exciting, huh? Mike Pence? Yeah. And you no, know, nobody knows who this guy is. So. so right away, he told everybody the top three things about him. He's got a list. Christian conservative, Republican, in that order. He went back, in that order. Christian, conservative, Republican. And then he said if he goes anywhere where alcohol even might be served, he brings his wife. <laughs> so I guess there's a fourth thing on that list. Pussy. <laughs> oh, my friends. <laughs> now, the people who did not get picked for Trump's VP. Oh, tough day for them. Gary Busey is inconsolable. <laughs> inconsolable. And Chris Christie is crushed. Uh, today his chair said, now you know how I feel. <laughs> crushed. Because he's a... But, uh... But the convention is Monday, which we are going to cover. I am so excited. Uh, not every day. Well, not every day. We, we, we tried for every day, but, you know, Game of Thrones only makes $12 trillion, so... <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to cover Wednesday, Thursday, and then our regular show on Friday. But that's enough. Okay, so the convention, listen to this. Uh, Trump <laughs> released yesterday his list of the celebrity speakers. It's a veritable who's who. Because when you hear the list, you go, Who? <laughs> who? It shows what a carnival barker con man Donald Trump really is. For months, he's been talking about what a showman he is. It's going to be a great co convention. I'm going to have all sorts of celebrity, a night of winners. You know who the celebrities are? Antonio Sabato Jr. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> Natalie Gulbis, three, three, the three... The 363rd ranked lady golfer in the world. And as of yesterday, Tim Tebow, who's not even in football, and he pulled out. <laughs> Cleveland has more celebrities when a convention isn't going on there. <laughs> Mostly, who is going to speak at this convention? Trump's kids. That's the whole show, is his kid. The theme of the convention is a celebration of Trump's ejaculate. <laughs> Really? <laughs> oh. I kid the Trump children. Don't you love them? Perfect Ivanka and little Tiffany and Eric and Don Jr. They're like the Von Trapp family. 
from The Sound of Music, remember, if instead of running away from the Nazis, they joined them. Now, th <laughs> this convention is so lame, they could not even get Sarah Palin to speak at it. She was going to, but Wednesday is her meth night. So, that uh, was out. But, <laughs> but I thought Trump was rich. Can he just bribe somebody to come? Shit, for 200 grand, you could get Hillary. <laughs> All right, we got a great show. Elliot Spitzer, S.T. Cup, and Jelani Cobb are here in a little letter. We're speaking with Viggo Mortensen is with us tonight. But first up, he is a GOP pollster. Well, not just a GOP pollster. He's the czar of changing people's minds with evil words. And political strategy, you'll be seeing him on CBS this morning, this coming Monday. He's evil, but he's our evil. Dr. Frank Luntz is over here. Doctor. <laughs> Doctor. It's great to see you, doctor. Four years. <laughs> now, Frank, are you really a doctor? Yes, I have a DPhil from Oxford University. Really? And I, I actually have one. This is, really, you're not like Reverend Al Sharpton. You're, you're actually a, a doctor. Okay. Well, All right. It was I. Uh... And you're wearing high top sneakers of different colors. Yes. Frank, you're too old for that. You're just <laughs> that's just not a good look. Could I do some polling on those shoes? The difference. They suck, okay? Those shoes are really bad, Frank. Would anyone like them? Yeah, well, don't, don't take them anyone off. Anyone like yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So, Frank, let's... <laughs> I need these. I actually, I need these. It's, these are... Two. These are tough times. Are they not? Yeah, what do you mean? I don't get it. These... If I can't... I look down at these and I realize that it looks like I'm colorblind, basically, but... I need this. I need to, this to get through the day. I don't know what our, you're talking about, Frank. Our and, politics. And more importantly, I don't care. Let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about what you're, you know, you're the expert. You're the guy who knows what's going on. I saw all week, it is now tied, Trump and Hillary, 40-40. Explain this to me. How an insane racist in orange grease paint can be tied with the former first lady, uh, <laughs> valedictorian at Wesleyan, uh, secretary of state, New York senator, 40-40. What is going on here? And who's the other 20? The, 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 the challenge for her, quite frankly, is she's not authentic. She's not straightforward. Bernie Sanders said what he meant, meant what he said. Bernie Sanders should have been the Democratic nominee, not Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, uh, and, and Bill, frankly, Bernie Sanders should have run as a third-party candidate. That's, that's... And the reason why is that he has a clearly defined set of principles, he has a clearly defined set of ideas, and that Hillary Clinton is a corporate Democrat, and you would have had three distinctly different philosophies, Well, and why not? Okay, because he would lose, for sure. You know, no third-party candidate has a chance in this country. Both you, don't think Mike, you don't think uh, Mike Bloomberg could have won? No, of course not. Why not? He was a great mayor of New York. He was he, not a great mayor. He was a great mayor. He was very successful Whatever. in New York. Okay. <laughs> but he... No, no... Th come on, Frank. You're telling me a third-party candidate... Here's the point. Forty percent of the people... The Republicans are voting for Donald Trump, which shows you they will vote for anyone, anything with an R by the name. And they would vote for Jared from Subway. And 40%... If, if, 
and 40% are voting for Hillary Clinton, yeah, but you know who the FBI director said oh, had engaged in, in nearly criminal activity. Oh. For, he, he went no, he didn't point. say that. What he, he, he actually, went, he, what he said, Frank, was that no prosecutor would bring charges. He, it's no, no, no. This, yeah, that's what he said. You have a responsibility, honestly. And he's a Republican. And this is, and this is, and he serves a Democratic president, and he's done it well. And he presented his he evidence. Serve a Democratic president. What do you the, think the Attorney General is? Who appointed him? He's Bill? the head of the FBI. Who appointed him? Obama. Right. So he serves a Democratic he president. He serves Look, the I FBI. Realize, I realize that you got the humor. You got the advantage. No, no. But no, the fact is, that pisses why, me off, why are so many Americans so angry? Why are so many Americans so angry? Why are they so frustrated? Because people like you elect Republicans. Why are they pissed off? What do you call? That's funny. The last time I looked, Barack Obama wasn't a Republican. Yeah, Barack and they're not Obama mad at him. Twice. He's got a rather high approval rate. His approval rating's 50%. Well, that's higher than Bush's and Reagan's was at this point. Actually, no, that's not true. Ronald Reagan's was at 61% at this point. When he left Obama, office? And Barack Obama's at 50%. Reagan left office at 61 At least get the facts right. I don't remember that, and look, I'm look, not even look, sure it's true. The, it, the, <laughs> why are we so divided? Why are we so angry? Why do so many people feel... Democrats feel that their voice isn't heard, feel that Wall Street doesn't represent them, feel that Washington doesn't represent them. I've been going through the last three or four years. My, you and I agree on so much, even though you don't want to admit it, even though it's because it's good for laughing. Maybe. We agree on ISIS. We agree that what happened in Nice is, is disgusting. We agree that we need to fuck up these people who are screwing with Americans right now. We need to defend our military. We should speak up for our men and women in uniform, and that, in the end... This threat against us. Well, I'm not sure I agree by the, with by the form. You don't agree that that ISIS is a threat. Okay, well, you, know you don't what, agree I, that we have a problem with national well, security. Of course, I agree. ISIS is a threat. So, but, so let's do something. Let's not just sit back. Okay, we cannot. But, we cannot be diplomatic. We actually have to but do something. To answer your question, why people are so angry? Mostly, it's because they're ignorant. Now, obviously, there are I things. Can't, I can't do that. I think that's wrong. Really? I'm, yes, I'm not going to sit and insult. This country. Well, I they're, will. They're... And I always have. Yes, I Because know. it's called real time. I understand that. People but don't know because, what's going on. Just because they Be don't have a degree from Oxford University you know doesn't make For them ignorant. 55 the people who come and sweep up this audience, when they all leave, the people who come and clean up this place have just as much of a right to vote oh, as you and I. Stop it. You don't agree with that. That's right, Frank. I'm against the people who clean up this place. No, but that, those are the... Let's the, bring the straw man out here, shall we? Frank, would you like to punch people, the straw man? The, the people, people who work the oh, camera Jesus. right there, the, the, your camera person right. sitting right there. Yes. Those as soon are, as the show's over, I take a shit right on them. Those... I, <laughs> because know, that's who I am. I, I shit on the little people. But that's how they feel. And that is no, they song. don't. Yes, they do, Bill. You know what, you know what people think? Bill, here's, here's, here's a focus group right here. It's here's not a, how here's your a, audience feels. Here's a polling. Here's some polling. 55% of Republicans think Barack Obama is sympathetic to terrorist groups like and ISIS. And 79% of statistics are made up on the spot. That's not a statistic. That's polling. So you're a pollster. You don't believe that? I don't believe that, no. Really? No, so I don't. So now you're just... You're just saying what you don't want to believe is not true. I, 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 I poll because so many of the polling we get about Obama from Republicans is the same thing. They believe he's a Muslim. They believe he's from Kenya. He's not legitimate. Why don't you think 55% of Republicans in the last poll think Obama is sympathetic to ISIS? I mean, for because Christ's sake, that's what Trump says all the time. Because my whole life is spent out with the American people. My whole life is spent focus grouping and polling and, and interacting with them and listening to them. And I'm you're, not a humorist. You're I, getting I, a... I don't... 
tell the jokes. <laughs> but what I do hear... I'm not telling jokes either. But They're... don't you see that these divisions, how serious it is? That we have divisions between 25-year-olds and 55-year-olds. We have divisions in terms of income. Yes. We have divisions in terms of education. And that we should be seeking ways to bring people together. I don't understand why I, I, everything about find, this election well, is about pulling all, people apart. I, I find it amusing that someone who works for Fox News and is a lifelong Republican... I work for is, CBS News. ...as talk... You just you, never you never CBS News. I said you were on it on Monday. You're yes. You never worked for Fox News? I worked for Fox and CBS. I work... Okay. At, so, but I'm you're, just saying... Once for, again, you're trying to demonize. Okay. I'm not trying to demonize. That's exactly no, what no, you're no, doing. No, 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 no. And it, you're trying to get a laugh. No, I'm trying to demonize. That's demonizing, to say everything I say is not valid because I'm a comedian. So go ahead. Do your, do your attack. It's, how come every time I speak, it's an attack? What I was going to say is you're talking about bringing the country together. Do you really think the Republican Party are the ones who have been bringing the country together in the last 20 to 30 years? You know? both sides. You really think Donald Trump who wants to build a wall and deport 11 million uh, people and a ban on Muslims, you think that is bringing people together? I... I mean, you're a messenger from an odd party to be making this case. It's interesting to me that you have tens of millions of people who've never voted Republican in their life, that these are people who always identify with the Democratic Party because... They, they're working class. They don't have much savings. They don't have much income. And they've always voted for every Democrat. This is the first time no, they that they are voting f- for about, Donald what Trump. What about Reagan Democrats? 40%. Reagan got 40%. 39 to be specific. Okay, so what, 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 what's class. this bullshit about the first this, time? This is the first time that a majority of the working class are actually going to vote Republican. Well, we don't it's know never that. happened before. Well, what, what you're do, there, you know this for a fact? A majority of the working class is going to vote This Republican. is the first time. This is why, okay. Trump, because Trump, so you, so, all right. Trump is losing upper-middle-class voters. So you voters. think Trump's going to win? No, I don't. You want him to win? What I want... He said mean things about you. I know that. And you know it? <laughs> so have you. I'm still on your show. I know. But you, who do you, who's going to win? You're the man. If the election is held today, Hillary Clinton would win by three points. And it's not held today. Tell me what the rules are in the debate. If you tell me what the rules are, I tell you who wins. No flinging your poop. <laughs> You're right, Frank. I make jokes sometimes. Well, thank you very much. I wish I had more time. Break lunch, everybody. All right, let's meet our panel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. <laughs> it actually did. All right. He's the former Democratic governor of New York. He's on our show. Elliot Spitzer's here. Hey. He is a New York staff writer and correspondent for Frontlines Policing the Police episode, now available online. Jelani Cobb. Hey, Jelani. How you doing? And she's a CNN political commentator and nationally syndicated columnist. We saw her grow up on this show. S.C. <laughs> Cup is back with us. All right, don't forget, we'll be covering the convention starting next Wednesday, so join us for that. All four of our special convention episodes will be streamed live to the official Real Time YouTube channel. And remember to send your questions for tonight's overtime so we can answer them on YouTube. I thought Frank came off a little pissed tonight. I, I thought he was a little pissed from the get-go, but we'll get to that later. All right, so we are live. I think a lot of people don't understand. This show is live, live. It is whatever time it is. 
Every show says we're live. They mean they're live. They mean they're alive when they do it. This is actually live. I'm saying this because there's a coup going on in Turkey as we speak. We're not sure. It looks like the government, Erdogan's government, which I'm not wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world if they knocked that shit over. Uh, <laughs> looks like that's going to survive, but we don't know. It's about 7:15 here and 10:15 on the East Coast. We will give you updates as we have them. But let's talk about our country. While we were off, we had a lot of racial unrest. Uh, the two shootings that were on tape, uh, <coughs> police shooting unarmed black people, and then the horrible shootings in Dallas. And I must say, the shootings of policemen in Dallas, I totally do not condone. I hope everyone agrees with that. But I do kind of understand why at some point somebody would start shooting back. I mean, how many videos can you watch before someone goes nuts about it? <laughs> You know, I think the thing that's interesting about that is that, um, one, we saw kind of in quick succession in Baton Rouge uh, with Alton Sterling, and then before people could even recover from that, we saw sure. in Minnesota mm -hmm. um, with uh, Mr. Castile, and then in what was supposed to be a peaceful march in Dallas, you know, that all happened. And, you know, what happened out of that was people were talking about Black Lives Matter was responsible, Black Lives Matter, you know, encouraged this, you know, Rudolph Giuliani said the same sort of thing. And then we had the memorial um, in which two presidents, a vice president, a senator, all came to talk about the, how great these police officers were and how meaningful they were to their community. And that was exactly what Black Lives Matter has been trying to establish that there are people who are in their communities who are valuable. And that if someone is shot by the police, it doesn't mean we go through this kind of routine where we talk about everything that's wrong with them, we comb through any mistake they've ever made, and we're saying irrespective of who these people are, they actually have value in our communities. And I think that was a thing that we didn't really see. We didn't really understand that in the midst of everything that happened that week. You know, I think you make such a critically important point. And what I'm hoping is that the Black Lives Matter movement becomes a bigger movement about mass incarceration. Because really, that is the issue where everybody can agree. When you look at how many African-American males are in our prison system, that is the crime. We are destroying an entire demographic of our society. And so we need to do something about that. And the, the Black Lives Matter has highlighted that. The Brennan Center has done amazing reports back in 1999. It's ancient history. When I was AG, we did the first study on stop and frisk. It was sort of the leading edge of what's going on here. Republicans even agree. I mean, you can rarely find Republicans, Democrats agreeing. I mean, listen to your kind of opening tonight. That, that was kind of a little harsh, right? You can finally... I thought finally, it was fun. <laughs> I, I, we had fun, too. But, I, yeah, I, I, but, but Republicans agree because they don't want to pay for the prisons. We see it through the prism of humanity. Too many people in prison and we are wasting our kids. We've got to stop it. Well, and, uh. and for, just to agree on, on policy with, with everything that you guys just said, but to just touch on the politics, I thought what the president said at that memorial when he said, I am here to insist we are not as divided as it mm -hmm. seems. Mm -hmm. What planet is he living on? We, we are right. incredibly divided. Well, that's what and Frank what people, was just saying to me. Yeah, but his prescription's wrong. But, 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 but the problem is, and the we reason... We really agree on everything. No, and the, 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 the problem, the reason that Trump is now the nominee is because for so long, so many elite politicians on both sides 
pretended everything was fine, and these cultural clashes were just these rumblings at the bottom instead of a sonic boom. But isn't that the president's job to do that? I mean, no, the I... president's job is to acknowledge the pain that people are feeling. We are incredibly but, divided. So not, so not... And to pretend we're not, I think, doesn't ring true. So if Reagan had said that, you'd be, you'd be like, criticizing it, too? Well, no, but there were, different, there were different problems at the time. Our problems were overseas. Okay. Our problems with, were Remember, with the Cold War, right, not Carter, each other. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter gave the Malays speech, and that didn't do very well for him. And also, Barack Obama being an African-American, he can't really stand up and say, I'm the first black guy here, and everything's gone to hell. But to no, acknowledge no, the, that no, the country is divided... I, I, just want, I just think his speeches on race honest. have been among the most beautiful speeches I've ever heard. And I, I, I you know, I... Um, he threads the needle, boy. No, no, they're, they're beautiful. Uh, they're but, beautiful. Uh, can I ask this other question? Because I don't hear a lot about this in the media, and I keep trying to raise it. Uh, the way they got the shooter, sending in a robot mm -hmm. with a C4 bomb. C4 mm -hmm. is a weapon of war. Mm -hmm. And in the media, they were just like, wow, this is cool. We got a new toy. Look at this, a robot. Mm -hmm. uh, is this the new normal? Is this what we should be doing? Anytime there's a problem, we just send in a robot with a giant bomb? I mean, it went okay this time. Mm -hmm. But I could see problems from this. So, I, I mean, the police were always, you know, we're the bravest, we're the bravest. And they are brave. Look, it is a, it is a tough job. It's not in the top ten of the most dangerous jobs. They have statistics on that, but you do need courage to do it. But, but, but uh, this, the, the chief of police said, well, we had no choice. It would well, endanger yeah. our officers if we did anything else. Mm -hmm. But it is a job where you volunteered for, mm -hmm. and it is supposed to be a little dangerous. Is the only option when there's any danger? Because that's the problem we have right now. Cops shooting you when they're the least bit scared before they even see the gun. Used to be they had to see the gun. Now they just saw a guy move. Well, so now we're just going to be... Sending in a robot with the bomb every time? I, I disagree with you on this one. I mean, look, I, 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 I'm troubled by our overuse of drones, which is the same thing. Technology is making use of force antiseptic. But the good news here is this guy had said that he had planted bombs. He may have had a suicide vest on him. In that context, I have... And I'd say, look, I was a prosecutor for a lot of years. I have no he trouble... Was shot. But, yeah, but, you know, but I have no trouble sending in a bomb on a robot saying this is a dangerous situation. We can watch it in real time on a camera. Well, that doesn't bother me. But, no, but, but, but with, <laughs> with a codifier, because, because there were people on the left and the right for years saying we needed to codify the rules of engagement around okay. drones, to which Obama said for many years, what drones? What drone program? No, he and didn't say that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And so finally, when we got him to acknowledge the drone program, we wanted the rules of engagement. That still hasn't happened, and that has to happen with this kind of technology. You're right. I am with but, you, though. If you want to put a cop in front of a cop killer before a robot, we're not speaking yeah, the same right, language. Right. But, here, but here's the other thing. This all happened in the context of a debate about police use of force. Mm -hmm. These uh, protests were happening because of police, the way police were using conventional weapons, weapons that we've had for centuries. And in the midst of this, this conflict is resolved by using a new technology that has kind of no protocols around it. And could it not have been that they used this robot to deliver tear gas? Because you certainly can't say that this is like, well, we haven't figured out what to do with the guns, but now we're going to go on to something. The guy who just killed lethal. five cops guys, yeah, Can I tell you something? Others, it, it, proportionate force. Cool yeah, proportionate force is a principle in international law, domestic law. This was a context where this guy was picking off people. I'm sorry. I'm as liberal as you come on a lot of law enforcement issues. This one okay. didn't bother me. All right. So let me move on. We do not have an update on Turkey yet, but uh, I wanted to mention the horrible event that happened yesterday in Nice, France. Uh, we're still getting information on that. 
But uh, Newt Gingrich's response, I guess he was trying to get onto the Republican ticket at the last minute. <laughs> he said, what we need to do is take the three million Muslims here in America and give them a test. And if they believe in Sharia law, then we deport them. Now, I don't think the problem in America is Muslims believing in Sharia law. But then Newt said Sharia law is not compatible with Western values. That part is true, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. Sharia law, death for leaving the religion, mm -hmm. death for insulting the religion. I mean, it's different in different countries. It varies. I'm not going to say it's different. But these are the basics. Stoning to death for adultery, a lot of death. Mm -hmm. It's a theme. It's a theme. Yeah. You know, we kill you mm -hmm. is the answer to a lot of problems. Yeah. And I say that and I'm an American. You yeah. know, uh, Amputation for theft, whipping if you miss Friday prayers or use alcohol. Yeah, I, I, I do think some of this stuff is incompatible with Western values, and I don't think we should be shy about saying that. 100%, we shouldn't. But can I just tell you on how many levels what Newt wants to do is asinine? Oh, of course. It's a multitude of levels. It's, it's for one, a... um, you can lie about your religion. Right. For another, what if you're an American citizen who's a Muslim? Right. Where are we getting deported to? Where are those people going? No, the, Plus, the, you, you no, go online and you check out a website for ISIS and it's a felony? The, what are, no, what no, are the Muslims who do? are here in America are here because they wanted to get away from but, 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 Sharia law. There's also another piece no of this. Right. We don't have tests about what people yes. think. We prosecute people if they do something criminal. That's what you think is protected right? by the Constitution, Newt Gingrich doesn't get it. But he is he's like the entire Trump campaign, yeah. right? He is. He, Newt Gingrich and Donald Trump are visceral screams of anger. That's all they are. They're emotive and they stand for nothing useful. But let me just tell you, this is not this is not the conservatism I was taught or that I ascribe to. I believe in limited government. What Newt wants to propose is rapidly expanding the size and the cost of government to create a police state that goes door to door to find out what mythological character you pray to at night. What Donald Trump wants to propose is bringing back Operation <laughs> Wetback, which is the largest government right. program in history when it comes to immigration, to round up 11 million people. There is nothing limited about their government, and there's nothing conservative about it either. Right. It's amazing that they, you know, when you think about... <laughs> What kind of government force it would take to deport 11 million people? A big to, one. To build a giant wall and to give a test to 3 million people? Because they are the party of small government. Right, that's right. Wink, wink. Right, right, right. All right, so uh, now back in May, we showed you this Us magazine, 25 things you don't know about. You all read these. You know, I, I, this is, I did one of these once. All people in show business have been subject to this. You do 25 things you don't know about me. And we showed you that Hillary, oh, some of the things are fascinating. Like she said, Bill Clinton proposed to me twice before I said yes. And that wasn't even about marriage. No. Uh, she said, number 13, I am always and will be a Beatles fan. I also really love Adele because, of course, I'm not pandering to millennials at all when I say that. Uh, so then we did the Ted Cruz edition. We said they should do Ted Cruz next, and he had, he had ones like, Mirrors Don't Show My Reflection, and... Uh, my nickname at Princeton was Fuckface. Uh, so, and then we did the Bernie Sanders edition, where he said things like, Che Guevara used to wear a T-shirt with me on it. <laughs> and I combed my hair with a balloon. So, uh... 
so we were waiting until <laughs> the eve of the Republican convention to finally do 25 Things You Don't Know About Me, Donald Trump. <laughs> would you like to hear? Of course you would. All right. When I masturbate, my tiny hands make my penis look bigger. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. I cause others to drink alcohol. <laughs> Not only do I read the Bible, the book of Revelations mentions me by name. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago is Spanish for house of douche. <laughs> I saved the box Melania arrived in so I can return her when she turns 50. <laughs> I never actually believed Obama was born in Kenya because I thought the name of the country was Kanye. <laughs> Sometimes late at night, I worry that my obsessive self-aggrandizement and self-promotion are symptoms of inner weakness and a transparent childish impulse that everyone can see. <laughs> I worry they're laughing at how obvious it is that I'm an abandoned, frightened child swirling in a black emptiness. <laughs> But then I tweet shit about my poll numbers and I feel better. <laughs> I cry at movies because they're integrated. <laughs> <laughs> the original name for Trump Tower was my big shiny penis building. <laughs> I like things made of gold more than every Persian combined. <laughs> I can peel a banana with my feet. <laughs> when I get bored around the office, I make Chris Christie dance around in a diaper. So, uh, let's bring on Vigo. He is the star of the new film, Captain Fantastic, now playing in select cities. Always oh, been one of my favorite actors. Vigo Mortensen. Hello, sir. Great pleasure to meet you. Oh, what do you I got little, there? I have a little centerpiece. Oh, look go. at you. Isn't that nice? That's yeah, for yeah. France. Oh, yeah. how about that? Good for you. Yeah. Allons à la patria. But you're Danish, right? Well, I'm American, born in Manhattan, but of oh. Danish descent. <laughs> I thought maybe you were actual Danish Danish and moved here maybe when you were a child, but no, you're an American. I speak it, and I've played one on TV. You <laughs> and what about the reputation of the Danes for being morose? I guess we get that from Hamlet. You don't seem morose. They're, they call them the, uh, the Italians of the North. They're a little more... Gregarious, I would say. In, exactly. ge in general, if they if they get drunk, it's to to laugh and have a good time and tell jokes. Whereas the neighbors in Sweden and Norway are maybe a little more suicidal about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Suicidal about it. Okay. So uh, listen, I, I saw this movie of yours, and I really wanted to have you on to do this. I know you don't do a lot of promotion, so I really appreciate you doing this. Well, thank show. you. But I, I must tell you, I I judge actors mostly not by the acting, but by the scripts they pick. You know, and I've always been a fan of yours because I think you pick good material. Think okay, I agree. <laughs> Stuff like Eastern Promises and the History of Violence and A Walk on the Moon. I love that movie. Well, uh, I, try, I try to do movies that, that I'd like to go see. I know that's subjective. And 
Right. And it takes a while to, to try to get them made, make them, and then promote them. And uh, I'd, I'd rather see something 10 years from now that I did and not be embarrassed, not say, well, I obviously didn't do that for any other reason than to make some money or right. you know, travel or something. Um, yeah, stories. I like to, I like to, uh, well, this to one, make stories that I'd like to see. This, this one you seemed especially comfortable in because uh, I don't know if people know what the story is, and I don't want to give most of it away, but it is about a guy who's raising six kids, to say the least, off the grid. Yeah, very much. Uh, he does not want them to be tainted, and I'm so sympathetic to this, uh, by so many of the things in America that are unsavory. Uh, you well, know. No, no subjects off the table with the kids. Even the six-year-old, we talk about sex and right. death and everything. And he doesn't Very shield openly. them. Right. So it's, it's sort of like the show. There's a lot of quibbling, but uh, <laughs> people are at the same table and they're face-to-face. -face right. Uh, this is a pretty, pretty good quibble you guys are having yeah. tonight. Yeah, a weak quibble. Nice. I we like quibble professionally. <laughs> no, but seriously, it is better, you know, uh, I mean, you're not, you're not hiding in your blogs and speaking just no. to your faithful That's right. uh, converts, uh, that doesn't really get us anywhere. I, I think that the whole, I mean, you guys have been talking about this in many ways, but the way the, the things are going with, with the presidential campaign, the endless campaigning, and, uh, and how the media fans that, <clears throat> that uh, polarization in society, it's not just manufactured. I, I think it does reflect something that's going on in society right now. You know, that people are not speaking. We have more means at our disposal to, uh, to, to, to communicate, to find out what's going on, to listen to other points of view. But I think listening is really important, and, and there's not a lot of that going on anywhere I, right I, now. I, I, well, um, I mean, it's good to have ideas, but let's, you know, it's, it's okay to take a minute and just hear what someone else says before you attack them. But I think people... people uh, <laughs> really, you're going to ruin all the fun. Um, but I think even before that, people have to have basic information. I think that's a deeper problem. I think they're willing to listen. I just don't, don't think they know anything. Well, uh, the, I, the, I, the kids in this, in this movie, you know, the, I have six kids. Right. Whether the, the six-year-old or the 17-year-old, they can speak several languages. They've made an effort to do that. And they're homeschooled in the woods. And they don't just talk about the Constitution being violated. They can right. actually enumerate what it's about sure. in their own words, as you see in the movie. I mean, there's a lot of humor that's involved when they come up against um, people that are maybe less, uh, less, make less of an effort to inform themselves. And there's some humor in there, but it's, it's organic. Well, he doesn't want his kids to be bratty, materialistic, religious, mm. eat crap. And the only way I think you could do that is by living out in the woods. <laughs> but but why, is it a, it, why it's such an interesting movie is because at a certain point, you know, you're with this guy, and then one of the older son is like, Dad, you made me a freak. I don't know what Star Trek is. Right. I can't talk to a girl. The only thing he knows is from it's, books. It's from yeah. books. Yeah, it's true. And you kind of feel sorry for the kid who's going to have to, at some point, go into the world. Well, there's no such thing as a perfect dad. No. Or a perfect marriage, or a perfect democracy. And, and they're not static things. Oh, we have a nice family. We have a dem democratic system. It's not a static thing. It's something you've got to work at. And that's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, because you wake up the next day and go, oh, it's not working now. What do we do? 
we have to talk. We have to well, communicate. And the movies, it's not political but, in any way, but it does, it does address that issue. Well, it is what happens I, when you don't communicate? Well, I would argue with that. I think it is political. I think it's very tricky to put politics in a movie in a way that isn't clumsy, but this one does. Mm -hmm. It is not clumsy at all. Mm -hmm. the, uh, because it comes out of who these characters are. But, mm -hmm. but, but to your point about, you know, how nothing is perfect and we, don't, we, we can't find perfection, I think Hillary Clinton would be interested to hear that because, you know, I, I hear this a lot from liberals, you know, like it's, oh, well, you know, if, if a ship went down with Trump and Hillary on it, who would be saved? The country. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> which I think is very lazy. You know, she's not my favorite. I've always said that, not my favorite. But this idea that Hillary Clinton is the ultimate holding-your-nose candidate is just not what squares with my knowledge of Hillary Clinton. Is she perfect? No. Yeah. And that is the... That is the kind of tepid golf course applause that is going to elect President <laughs> yeah, Donald J. Trump. It's a very thoughtful statement, so they're thinking about it. It's a right. thoughtful okay. <laughs> But, I mean, I know you're a lefty. I mean, you were for Bernie. Yes, I was. But even, you think even he is probably not quite left enough in certain areas. Nobody's, right? nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's okay, perfect. Great. And, and in, in this story, I play a dad. It's, it's called Captain Fantastic, which right. you could put a question mark at the end. It's... Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It could be perfect dad. There is no such thing. But, but to make an effort to have a, a perfect family situation or family model, a perfect democracy, there's nothing wrong with that. You're going to make mistakes. If you don't try as a parent, if you just farm your kids off to their, you know, iPads and, and come and go as you please, eat what you want, I don't care what you're doing in school, I'm not going to ask you, I don't want you to be mad, I want to be your friend, I want you to think I'm cool. Right. Uh, you know, they're probably going to love it. But then when they grow up and somebody says, what was your dad like? They, they, they'll probably say, my dad, I guess he was all right. I mean, I didn't see him much, you know. Whereas if you're the kind of... Let's put... I, one thing I agree, as, as crazy as the character can be at, at times, is, is I feel I've been this kind of dad too. Sometimes not, but I've tried to. Not be a um, no because I said so dad. And this goes for politicians, too, I think. Uh, be a, well, I don't think so, and let me tell you why in an informed way. And if you have a counter-argument, I'd like to hear it. There's not, a, not enough of that going on. And, 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 you know, things that just people just throw out because they have to. They have to just attack, attack. Obama's speech in Dallas was one of the most remarkable speeches I've heard, <laughs> considering what's going on. And I, 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 to pick it apart and say that he's unfair to cops in that speech, I think, is asinine. And I'm not a big fan of his, especially about his foreign policy and other things. I think he made a lot of promises that he had a hard time keeping, but a lot of promises that he had no intention of keeping. Um, that well, being said, I think that I, I, I was, when I was watching him speak, I thought, I was imagining, could Trump do that? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> Could Hillary do it in a way that I believed it was heartfelt and that it was really, the, the statements were profound and that balanced, considering the audience he was speaking to and the national audience he was speaking to? I don't think so. That doesn't mean she's not uh, fit yeah. for the job. I just, well, I just thought it was a, an extraordinary speech. And I thought that well, everybody that spoke did an amazing job. I, even George W. Bush, I thought, Really? Was I thought he did really well. I did. Wow. I, I, I did. You're a bigger man than I. Um, so, 
I mentioned this on some show is on this week that some Bernie supported. And the week. chief of police was amazing. He was, he's a poet. I mean, it was, he was like a. Well, he's, he's an he artist. quoted Stevie Wonder, and he's a poet. Uh, <laughs> he said uh, a Bernie supporter, Bernie came on board, if you didn't uh, find out, and finally this week he decided to get on the bland wagon <laughs> <laughs> with, <laughs> with Hillary. And uh, a Bernie supporter, a lot of them are upset about this. The, the conspiracy against Bernie <laughs> is so far-reaching, even Bernie's in on it, apparently. <laughs> uh, and he said, convince me to vote without using Trump in the sentence. And I said, but Trump is in the sentence. Mm -hmm. And maybe I could convince you to vote, not that I really should have to convince you, it's your life, by just telling you what's in some of the platforms, because we're coming up to convention time? Just for one, Democrats want to decriminalize weed, and Republicans... You smoke weed, do you? You do? Yeah. Good man. Okay. Uh, don't trust anybody who doesn't. And Republicans want to recriminalize porn, Republicans said coal is clean energy, not clean energy in the future. Mm -hmm. They were just living in Orwellian world where they're just saying coal is clean energy. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't need to hear anything more than that to cast my ballot for Hillary Clinton. I don't. Look, it used to be, if you went back to the platforms 15, 20 years ago, you would see actually a lot of overlap between them because there was a middle in the politics of this country. The Venn diagram was kind of like this. These days, the Republican platform is here, the Democratic platform is here. Look, Bill, I'm with you. I'm in the Democratic corner, you know, 100%. The Republican platform is crazy. Only Mike Pence could like it. I mean, this is, this is a completely insane socially Politically, economically, it's nuts. It's well, like well, 30 years old. Do you think we'll ever have a system, ever have a system that's not all or nothing? That, that's, that where there could legitimately be various parties, like a parliamentary kind of system? Well, do you think that'll ever happen? Well, no, because we would have to change the Constitution, and half the country thinks the Constitution was personally delivered by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Mike Pence. I almost forgot about Mike Pence. Trump uh, announced on Twitter, Mike Pence is his vice presidential choice. Uh, I first heard about this guy a couple of years ago when he came out for religious freedom laws. Right. These are the laws that allow restaurants not to feed gay people as Jesus would have wanted. Uh, <laughs> he hates all the right things. He, <laughs> he's a total climate denier climate change denier, that's not happening, uh, really bad on abortion, uh, hates the poor, and super, <laughs> super hates gay people. He is, he is for gay conversion therapy, you know, where you pray away the gay, because that works. Um, he, th he says kids from <laughs> a heterosexual family with two heterosexual parents come out healthier and more stable, like the healthy, stable guy at the top of the ticket. Uh, <laughs> And against gay marriage, against don't ask, don't tell in the military, he's gay, right? I mean, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody who is this anti-gay is ever... <laughs> oh. And he's a former Catholic, and that wasn't repressive enough, so he became an evangelical Christian. <laughs> and he's owned and operated by the Koch brothers. What do you think of him? Well, with that, that setup, he's, uh, I know Mike Pence, I've interviewed Mike Pence at length. He's a 
very good person and, frankly, um, surprisingly credible pick for Donald Trump. I'm surprised Donald Trump was able to get as, as credible and, and credibly conservative. His kids but, are running the show. Well, that's right. His They're the kids, only ones who will tell him, here's what you need. They're his Dick yeah. Cheney. This is scary. <laughs> this is so third world. Talk about red flags. This is yeah. such a red flag. <laughs> But, but this yeah. is so banana republic when your kids, Uday and Kuse, are... <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know the kids. The kids are really great, but the problem... The kids are the not pro- really great. They are really, really good people. One of them is an asshole who shoots lions in Africa. Mm. They're not really great. He's not an asshole. They're great. Oh, they're not great. Oh, stop. They're great. The problem with Mike Pence... But we're electing them. Let's not be... Yes. Kid ourselves. We're electing the Trump kids. Let me, let me, let me just if say you the, vote problem, for this asshole. the problem with Mike Pence is that no one votes for the guy on the bottom of the ticket. And no one right. could make Trump a stable candidate suddenly. I mean, ask, uh, you know, a woman if she's going to marry an asshole just because she likes, you know, his older this brother. Right. I mean, that doesn't happen. So it doesn't matter what you think <laughs> of Mike Pence. You're voting for Donald Trump. And no matter what, right. Jesus couldn't come in on this ticket and make him a, a stable candidate. But, so. it's, but it's still, I mean, it's still Trump doing, Trump doing something that you hadn't anticipated him doing, which is that he's going in the direction of trying to court evangelical voters, or at least going to uh, giving a nod to the Republican establishment after he attacked uh, basically everyone in the Republican hierarchy. This is him kind of trying to at least develop some sort of rapport with them. But it's his kids, you know, pushing him in that well, direction. Then, and then there's also the rumor that he was trying to unload Pence, and that was why he didn't want to announce him, and he why he postponed it. It had He's nothing so organized. to do with Nice, right? So organized. I, I, think, I think it comes back to something you said before, which is people don't know anything. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump. Oh, no, no, Donald Trump doesn't know anything. No, and I think he, there, there's nothing. Not even up about there. money. No. No, well, the one thing I, he's I supposed to know about. I totally agree, right. and I think his net worth is grossly overstated. That's a separate right. issue. He doesn't know anything. My, my dad had a meeting with him many years ago. We're in the same business. We would never deal with him. Forget it. No way. But my dad said about Trump after the meeting. He meeting Trump has not read a book in 20 years. This is a guy who doesn't have intellectual curiosity, doesn't know anything about foreign policy, economics, the basics of the policy arenas right. where the president makes decisions. And that's why he gives his kids all the decisions. Sounds like it's so the average Republican. American has not read a book in the last right. year either. All right. all right, thank you, panel. It's time for a new rule, everybody. New rule. Neural, stop saying George Bush was drunk during this week's memorial service in Dallas. So what? He was laughing and dancing during what was supposed to be a somber event. And he kept calling Michelle Obama Serena. Maybe he was overcome by the Holy Spirit, or maybe he thought he was at a wedding. I... It wouldn't be the first time he invaded the wrong place. (laughs) Neural, now that for the first time in 30 years, a Spanish bullfighter has been gored to death in the ring, (laughs) instead of mourning the Toreador, how about congratulating the bull? He's... He's broken a 30-year losing streak. The least he deserves is an endorsement deal with Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) New rule, if we want foreigners to stop hating us, (laughs) 
We have to stop making movies where Jason Bourne runs through their cities and knocks them down. <laughs> you're not the spy who loved me, you're the asshole who made me pour curry down my pants. Maybe even you don't know your identity, but I'm pretty sure you're from New York. <laughs> Neural, I don't know what Adobe Flash Player really is, but after all these years, if it still needs to be updated this often, it sucks. <laughs> Neural, the makers of Tiny House World, Tiny House Hunting, Tiny House Builders, and Tiny House Nation have to get together with the producers of The Biggest Loser and make a show called, Does This House Make Me Look Fat? <laughs> And finally, new rule, to make America great again, we must build a wall, but not a wall on the border. No, the wall we need to build is between our work life and our home life. And we better do it soon, because our choices for president are a guy whose catchphrase is, you're fired, and a woman whose husband made the interns blow him. <laughs> So I just got back from a week off, and I was amazed at the number of people I saw who couldn't leave their work at work. They're on their laptops at the airport and on their iPads at the beach. Some are even on their secretaries at the hotel. <laughs> but the beach shouldn't be a place to catch up on invoices. There used to be some separation here. You'd go to work and do what you'd do to make a living, and then you'd come home and do the living part. That's why when the horn sounded, Fred Flintstone yelled, yabba-dabba-doo. <laughs> but in the United States of always on the clock, there's no more disconnecting from the workplace because the workplace is in your pocket. I see parents telling their kids, put the phone down, you're missing out on life. But at least your kid is using the phone to have sex with strangers. <laughs> You're using it to go over sales figures. 81% of American workers say they conduct work outside of work hours. And 10% say they've checked their email during sex. Was it good for you, honey? <laughs> yeah, I cleared out my inbox. You know... There used to be this concept called out-of-pocket. Your time off was just that, off. And if your boss needed something, he had to wait till the next day until he saw you. Taking your work home with you meant you stole office supplies. <laughs> but now no one wants to unplug because they know that anytime you're not available, someone else will be, probably that intern who's eyeballing your job, and who's planning to get it by using a strategy called having no life. I used to think tech firms were cool because all those workplace perks they offered, you know, Facebook has a gym and a dry cleaners and a doctor's office, and if you work at Google, you get free massages and they have a barbershop and a bank and rock climbing walls, everything but a stripper pole. <laughs> you can even bring your dog to work, but then if you didn't bring your dog to work, it would die because you're always at work. That's why they provide meals and laundry service and bunk rooms. These aren't perks. They're Google's way of saying, you live here now. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, look, they gave us a ping pong table. Yeah, and I once gave my hamster a wheel. <laughs> and my turtle had a little plastic island with a palm tree on it, but it didn't make it a worker's paradise. If you have this thing, which is called a schnapp, it's a hammock that fits under your desk, it means your boss owns you. The same goes for the wearable futon, air mat, and the full head desk pillow. Those are real. The State Department prints on its website a list of ways to tell if you're a victim of human trafficking. And the top three are living with employer, inability to speak alone, and answers appear scripted and rehearsed. If that's you, you may be an intern in corporate America. Or... Or worse, dating Taylor Swift. But here is something hopeful about this. France. Hey, perfect. France just passed a law this year that asserts that workers have a right to, quote, disconnect. They actually wrote a law that makes companies... They wrote a law that makes companies set aside hours when employers aren't allowed to email you because Europeans have lives first and then go to work. Here, we can't enjoy our personal lives without the boss sticking his nose in. And if you work at Fox News, it might be more than his nose he's sticking in. <laughs> but if the Democrats are serious about winning back the middle-class voter, here is your issue. No email on the weekends. I have a feeling even Hillary could get behind that one. <laughs> All right, that's our show. I'll be at the Mirage in Vegas, July 22nd and 23rd. And don't forget, we'll be covering the conventions next week, so join us for that. I want to thank Elliot Spister, Jelani Cobb, Essie Cobb, Vigo Mortensen, and Frank Luntz. Join us for overtime on YouTube. Thank you, folks. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.